Okay, hey, this is Peter recording for episode two, self-love, BMH, no, BHM, Black History Month, Black Month History, huh, that sounds weird, but anyway, here we go. I feel for myself, Black History Month is always filled with a duality, where we quote-unquote need to relive one of the most messed up human atrocities ever implemented and created today that still has lasting effects as well as the power of black people pulled and wrenched out from their homes and still able to thrive in a land that keeps on killing them despite the evidence portrayed and given i can't honestly imagine and i don't want to imagine the generational trauma through that that could, because it has to be understood in parts especially for the parts that are, are inhumane because i'm realizing that there is an insurmountable number of lives lost in stories cut off and knowing the number but actually living through it are two different things because it's incalculable to understand the blood spilled the emotions created and the crazy rhetoric for how it's justified. The only way I can currently kind of link up to it is living through the pandemic, where currently over a half a million lives were lost in America. But let's say years from now, hopefully after the we've evolved past the pandemic, we're going to be a couple lines in the history book. Oh yeah, half a million lives lost. But... It's different when you actually talk to someone. It's like, oh, what was it like living through there? And I feel like people are going to have PTSD of it because it affects you, your day-to-day life from the beginning of it, during it, and realizing like, oh, this is not a one or two month thing. This is currently the new norm because people having to move back home um, and dealing with the indifferent public at times and the clapping from corporate from corporations for essential workers but then not also giving them hazard pay or helping the understanding where the doctors and nurses coming from because people are still refuting it refuting it today because like oh since i didn't get it it must be not be that bad or i recovered or it's just a herd mentality but then we don't hear the seals people are like okay talk to someone that has gone through it or has lost a loved one or is in the hospital if you think you don't think it's bad or go volunteer at a hospital but then that'll be a whole different conversation because you have to help be held accountable for your words and i don't think a lot of people are doing that and i think that's the only kind of way people can hopefully understand the impact of black history month during one of the shortest months of the year that is kind of given like oh we'll give you a quote or stuff like that but they don't understand the impact and all the complexity of it. And for me, like, I'm <coughs> Nigerian-American, first generation. So I'm kind of best b- both worlds where I have my Nigerian community and my black community and everything else. And I feel for me, it was mostly impacted when I went to college, first at Ohio State and being a part of NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers, and essentially just 
understand the mission statement, which is to increase the number of culturally responsible Black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and positively impact the community. And being a part of that mission for helping not only me um, and my other classmates, but also the generation to come and the impact we're doing because we're helping for the future generation, we're helping for the workforce, we're helping for the community in a way that's much bigger than me. And I found that really powerful because I helped with, um, we have Nesby STEM Day where we go out to either go out to a school or we host a, a day during where we do science projects and get kids who may not even understand what engineering is more interested in STEM itself or it's STEAM now. I'm not sure that we keep updating it. Science, technology, engineering, math, and they added A for art, which I, which I like. Because you have to have like some kind of artistic creativity to be able to sometimes create something that can fit in the world or have the world fit around it. And it takes ingenuity to do some engineering as well. And I feel like, that, yeah, that's great for external stuff, but then it's also a matter of internal where it's making sure, like, I recognize it's not Black History Month, it's not for stuff of the past, it's for the current times right now, because me right here, I'm part of Black history. I don't need to be on the, like, the famous person on the front of the magazine or whatever have you or be making a million dollars or whatever or whatever it's just like me being living here and now in america that's history in itself just for like other black americans especially the ones that come here for looking for better opportunity and i don't think we bring light to that as much as we should because it should not be like, oh, history, like, oh, that's something like hundreds of years of the past. It's like, no, you're living it right now. What you're doing right now will have effect in the future, maybe in a small way, maybe in a big way. We don't know because we never know what one little act today will have an impact in the future. Because what one little civil disobedience is going to change how we're living right now. I know I wouldn't be have the same opportunities as my other classmates and just in college or resources just because if someone had not fought for people like me in the past generations ago that are still alive today that we would probably not be in the same college classes or have the same opportunities or be able to have a national society of black engineers like that was created by um six people in uh, the university of purdue and I'm not sure if they knew or had a thought of how big it would become because we're essentially international. We're not only in America, we're in essentially every other na every nation. We have chapters everywhere. So we're trying to help the future generations of people to increase the black engineers in in the in the tech world or in any STEM related field. And I think that's pretty powerful. But then it's also, you have to have that notion and dream for yourself as well, where it's it's not just about like, oh, I need to convince every other person. It's like, I need to be able to convince myself. So no matter what happens, the highs and lows, 
that I keep going because I still have this dream. And at that corner, like, I have a dream. But it's no, like, I have this passion. I have this thing that keeps me up at night. I want something better for my kids. I want something better for my kids' kids. I want something better for the kids' kids of people I don't even know just because I did this act today. And that's one of the things I love about volunteering. It's not, you don't always see the fruits of your labor, but you're still making an impact by continuing to do what you do. And it's draining. It's a lot of work trying to help people who may not appreciate your effort. Just like teachers, essentially, itself. Like, teaching is not an easy thing. Especially when you're teaching the same subject or maybe someone's being very difficult or they're not getting it the first time. And I've had the kind of history, it's like, where it's like the whole thing is like, oh, your parents are like, you're, you're like yelling at you. It's like, why don't you get this? Why don't you get this? Like, it was like some, for some reason, I think like yelling at a higher volume is now going to make me understand the subject more. It's like, no, that's not going to work. Like not everyone's teaching style and learning style is the same. And we learned that like years later, like we have like some people are visual learners, some people are auditory learners, some people work with their hands, some people... There's a whole other slew, or maybe people just need to read it and they can like, oh, I can understand it. But we can't always expect people to be one shop, stop all. Like we can't like patch them like, oh, everyone learns this one way. So this is how we're going to teach it. That you're going to like lose people who think they're not even smart enough to understand the subject just because they have a poor teacher at hand. And that kind of happens sometimes in high school, a lot of times in college where it's kind of a cut and paste thing where it's, oh, memorize all this stuff, but then they don't teach you to understand that. And that's so frustrating because I was tutoring someone once. It was like, oh, the teacher told me how to do it this way. I was like, okay, that's fine. But how do you understand it? I was asking kids like, it doesn't, it's fine how the teacher wants to teach it. But if you, if they have to go to ABC, but you're work, you're working here with XYZ of how to understand it, then it's still, it's still valid, especially when you can still show your work. It's only petty when the teacher's like, oh, that's not the way we taught it. You have to do it this way. It's like, what? It's like, they got the right answer in their own way. That should be rewarded in itself. That's just powerful. Or when like other students have to teach other students and it's like, okay, I understand how to work because the way you said it sp spoke to me in a way that wasn't draining in a whole lecture hall where they're just kind of, talking and like you don't always have time for questions or even time to go to office hours or because like how do you go to someone who is teaching you you say like oh i don't understand this and then they just say the exact same thing they did in lecture and it's like okay i still don't understand this and there's that the disconnect like oh how do we talk and communicate in a way where we understand each other and it kind of speaks to the whole of passion of learning and making history in what we do and for me it's yeah there's that external power of love and showing because i know like for me for black history month i was like okay let me do something like oh like so i went to google like oh um, um black owned businesses and, sh and soap so i bought like nutter gold good earth, good earth pure soaps and butters and wax and i got some really nice soap because i was thinking like oh if I get this soap and then I like it and then I can possibly give it, gift it to someone else in the future and then that's how it can kind of spread. 
and like help grow black business in a way. But then it's also like, oh, this is not like this helps because like it's it's amazing work, it's amazing stuff. But it's also like, how does how does this help me internally itself? Because then it's not like oh I can't buy my way to feeling like a great person of self love. I have to actually put in that work because it's like it's hard honestly just to feel to grow despite feeling less less than yourself or remembering times like oh this is when I was a much happier or brighter person and not thinking like oh did I, did I lose that part of me For me, it's more than just um, oh hyping someone up because like I like I do that. I was like, okay, how do I uh, feel love I give out to other people? Because for me, it was more positive words of affirmation, which I it's just like my very low level love language because I'm very much more of a quiet uh, thinker and quality times access serves are more my stuff. But it was speaking like oh I, I love this art, oh I love what you did, or trying to re repost and reblog and retweet um some very i feel like iconic history historic things that were that i feel like are tied to black history but pouring that all out constantly but then never getting that kind of feedback back in is gonna leave me empty at the end of the day because while i'm helping other people and i don't mind doing that i have to also understand how to give that back to myself and understand how to teach that to other people of how to respond to me. Because like, if I can't love myself, how do I teach other people to love me? And it was kind of going back through kind of my relationships with other people and learning my kind of attachment style or learning how I act. Because I feel like at some points, like, like I water myself down even when I'm around like other black people where it's like oh like i'll be i'll be considered weird or they won't they won't understand this hot take over very non-controversial stuff and i felt like i was being less of myself and not comfortable because like i felt like oh i'm not sure if they will fully accept me for whatever i wanted to share and it's not like it's a groundbreaking thing like i said it's like just something like oh just like just talk shit what you want to do and keep it moving like it's always that feel like I have that spotlight effect on me. It's like what I say right now will be held in their minds forever and will be judging me forever. But then I'll also have a very empathetic look on the world. It's like, no, I'm not going to judge you forever on this whole other thing that you did. You're still growing. You're uh, human and complex. But then I can't turn that mirror onto me. I can't have those words being said to me. So I was getting that out to everyone else, but I couldn't find a way to internalize that to say, like, you are still growing. You can still change. And it was kind of a wake-up call because, like, I took, like, years of therapy and kind of going in and out of talking to friends about, about it and then, like, isolating for a while because I'm, like, very um, depressed or it just feel, feels very futile. Like, I don't believe my own... I don't believe the power of my voice that I give to others anymore. So it's like, if I can't believe in my own power, then how am I supposed to say something to someone else? It feels fake and inauthentic, like, and I hate that. It's like, I'd rather just not talk. And it was me denying myself and how to 
be myself. Because it's it's more than just saying like, oh, self-care and self-love, or I'm taking time for myself. It's actually putting in that intentional work and be able to look at yourself and say like, these are the parts of myself I don't like, or these are parts that drain me in a way that's, and not saying critical, it's like, oh, cut away these away from me. It's like, no, these are who you are right now. And I have to learn to accept this is who I am currently in my state, but I can be better. I can change from my past generational, past trauma, um, past uh, uh, coping mechanisms of self, of self, um, self-defense of like how I usually react or I change my own behavior. And that's not easy because you have to always be intentional about that. You always have to catch yourself. It's like, am I reacting out of fear or am I reacting out of love? And it's understanding that some of that behavior is hard to discern at times. But it's usually like, oh, the body's way of telling you like, oh, this is new and foreign to me. Let's go back to how we were and have whatever coping mechanism where it's like, oh, go, go, go to your room or just chill out and listen to music like well that helps but then it's is it healing or you being self-compassionate or are you just returning to what you know best because like you can't re- you can't suddenly become a new person if you're returning to the old habits every single time something bad happens and shit is always going to happen that's the whole thing it's it's never going to be like oh it's going to be a super steep slope of y equals mx plus b 2x it's going to be or exponential growth and you're always going to just keep going up. Like, no, you're going to have highs and lows. Stuff is going to happen in your life that's going to be like, oh, crap. I feel horrible today because of something internal or something external. And I can't keep going on. It's like, no, you have to be able to address, face the issue and say, this is what's happening right here. And I'm not going to suddenly escape into my past and try to go to my safe place or try to escape into the future and be like okay this is what i'm this is how it's gonna be in the future it's like no you can want your future but you have to deal with what's happening right now to get that future that you think that you want you have to deal with the pain and the the frustration all the stuff just like the pandemic you can't just like oh we'll be going back to the way we used to before even though what we used to be having before is horrible like the current situation is messed up don't get me wrong but on a scale of like one to ten of things like or like this is more like it feels like inconvenient for for me personally okay so back to us saying dealing with the current situation yeah it's dealing with the current situation and accepting for it what it is don't be thinking like oh it's it's good or bad it's the current situation it's like regardless of what it is it's how we respond to it it's how we take our address of the stress from it is like we're thinking like oh this is a horrible situation like i can't do anything of course you're going to feel more stressed and then you're going to be like oh i want to go back to the way it was you're going to feel that resistance change or it's like oh this is a good situation i have more time to cook my bread or read a book or write my book or whatever and uh, that's that's fine itself but it's like it's not about putting the spin in it it's just like understanding like this is a situation how am I going to deal with it, regardless of the outcome? Don't put your desire on the outcome of how you want it to turn out, because it might not turn out the way you want it to. And like, oh, I got it. so you're going to think like, oh, this is bad. You rather than just like 
this is where I am right now. I'll accept what's going on and I'll see what I can do and make the best of it. That's all we can do. And as stuff goes on, that's life. Because like before this, um, I was like severely depressed, like in maybe November, no, like November 2019 and back like for like a good chunk of months, I was not really going to, I was going to classes, but I wasn't really going on time and just kind of barely getting, getting through the, the minimum. And I just lost a friend this come past January, January and I haven't was able to talk to them and all this other stuff. So when the pandemic happened, I, um, I was like, um, oh, okay, this, this is happening. I was kind of like out of kind of like that depression state. I was like, I really can't react to this because it's like I've been social distancing. I've been staying at home pretty much the entire time. And this is nothing. This is like, this is not even like a, a blip on my, on my radar. I'm like, oh, okay, these are new press protocols. Okay. I wasn't going out anyway. I don't really need anything. So it was like, this is what it is. I kept going. But then also I need to understand how to put that self-love. It's why I kind of created my this podcast. It's to kind of document my ups and downs with life and current situation and how I'm dealing with it. But for now, for now, it's like, learning how to love myself in a way that's intentional and I can invest in myself. I wrote a letter to a close friend of mine because I felt they were going through something and I took a, I took a few quotes from a, one of their favorite books and wrote something about it. And one of the quotes was, um, when you hurt people, they begin to love you less. That's what careless words do. They make people love you a little less. And that's in the book of The God of Small Things um, by Arun Hatiroy. And I felt like those were one of the quotes that spoke to me. Oh, oh by the way, I did, I did not read the book. I just looked up on Google how to, I like, oh, quotes from XYZ book. Cause like, I'm like, I'm not gonna read a whole book to send a letter. I'm like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> like I can, I wrote the letter, but reading the book, like I understood the whole what the whole book was about read it on wiki or something. It's like okay, it was like damn, this is a messed up book, but overall it's like I can I can still write something about that. So what I wrote to them is be sure to love yourself and get the love that you have for others double and triple onto yourself. Love yourself more than people should think you deserve or what you think is possible. You are people. You need to love yourself first and you can still love others in the process. Even if they don't love you back in the way you want to see or your worth, no matter how long you live with them, you do not need to beg for a few rays of light when you can be bathed in the glow all your own. Though it is still nice to hear from others as long as we don't hold too much attachment to the good and the bad. And I wrote that like, I think I maybe paraphrased that because I need to draft it out and then like I speak it and like hopefully it sounds better spoken. And I need to do more drafts, but I digress. Um, I think that's like kind of where it started with me because with love, it's like I'm giving all this kind of attention and time out to other people. Like my love language is quality time. So I'm kind of like having that 
kind of want like, oh, I want these people in my life to talk to and 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 be with, even if in even a pandemic. And it was kind of like, kind of, it felt like not begging for the time, but like I was always reaching out first to them. And sometimes that's that's fine. You can go go always always go out, talk to someone, and be a, be someone of a friend. But then also. There's at some point where it's like you want that energy reciprocated. It's like if I didn't reach out to them, like if I'm thinking, if I don't reach out to them, will they reach back out to me? Will, will they want to talk to me? Because that's kind of the energy I want and need in life. I don't want to be the always the one that's initiating contact, always the one that's setting something up. And then either they're going to be there or, or they're not. Like I want my presence to be felt when I'm there and when I'm not there. Like I remember one time during um, uh, what's what happened um, during one of my um, I had to go to a th- I had to go to a, th- a therapy session. Oh, I had, to, I had to leave a I had to leave one of my workshops or a workshop I was attending to go to um, something else. And then like when I when I got back, um, cause when I got back it was like people asked like, "Oh, hey, where'd you go? Like we just disappeared," and it's like we didn't know where you were. It was like okay it was like you guys was like but then i responded like yo you guys could have just texted me like you have my phone numbers i'm in a group me it would take you maybe two or three seconds to send that message and it felt like it felt really lonely at that moment it's like you you thought you you, you had the thought like oh yeah sure the thought counts but actions matter more in that in that moment it's like no one felt the initiate initiative to say like oh let me message him like let me let me see where he is and that feels really kind of lonely it's like if i didn't come back would you would you guys have even done anything or check checked in on checked in on me and that was, that was just like a little thing but then like it kind of builds up from stuff like that because like it was like i still remember that to that day and like and I, I wasn't even thinking about that when i made this started making this episode but it was like more recent things it was like oh um like oh i bought about one gift from a friend and they they said thank you I was like okay that that's fine and i didn't think anything of it it's like um if you're always putting all this work and emotional labor into someone else but they're not giving you the same energy back i, I think i spoke about this before it's like then it's probably they can only give you as much love as they're able to and if you're a, like a a 44 ounce cup of water and they're like a shot glass you can pour so much into them but they're not going to be able to pour the same amount as into you and that's like i have to understand that and it's not it's unfair to say like oh you should be able to do all this for me it's like no they're not able to physically mentally emotionally meet you on a level that you can and a lot of people are different like that and you can bring it up and stuff like that and maybe maybe it'll change maybe you guys will become closer Maybe there'll be more intention in it, but they can still can only do it from their um, container of love. They can only give you so much. So that quote that I said, like, um, make sure the love you give others, you double and triple onto yourself. So I kind of started kind of doing that intentionally. It's like, make sure what I'm doing for others, I would still do for myself. Cause, and, and that's work. It's like I usually put in, it's so much easier to just to put in the work for others and push that all into them. And then I'm not waiting for a, 
a kickback or reciprocated stuff, but it's like, why, why do I ride so hard for other people? But then it's like, I was like, I wonder if I would rise and grind as hard for myself as I would do for others. And I was thinking like, I probably would not. Cause like, I'm always thinking about other people and how they're feeling and how they're doing, make sure they're, they're all right. And like, that's why I'm always feeling drained and alone because it sucks not getting that energy back. And, or just like not feeling like appreciated for, for that. And I just been kind of thinking about that cause, and it's like, if, if I'm doing all this stuff and they're not reciprocating even in a way that's ha half of half of what I did, then it's like, do I still want this person in my life? Cause like, there's, there's no, no hate towards them, but it's also like, protecting the energy it's like oh i can't keep doing something for other people in a consistent way like i can always be nice i can always be there but then also need to be able to respect myself and say like yo i can't continue what we're doing right now because it's detrimental to me and i can't like i can't help other people if i'm also still damaging myself in a way that's sustainable and i want to be sustainable i want to be able to help other people and i also want to have other people help me in a way when I ask them ask them for help. It's like it's not be like, oh, because I did this for you X amount of months or weeks ago, can you do this for me? It's like, no, it's like it's kind of that kind of relationship. It's like like I like I have your back, you have my back for stuff like that in a capacity that is understandable. It's not like life or death. So I shouldn't feel bad for asking for a small favor. Especially when one especially if I've done something for you. And it's hard to like kind of understand or vocalize that in a way. Because I feel like it's going back to one of the people, one that people in your life. Because I can't keep trying to go out and ex output so much energy to get like a little, a little love back, a little ray of sun sunshine back. That's too much. Like, why am I, why am I chasing after this thing that I can never fully having control it's like i can't control that like i can't know where it's going to go i can't force someone to stay if they if they want to leave if they want to do their own thing that's that's horrible so it's like i can only be control myself and my actions out into the world so i and i saw a TikTok um earlier hold on want to know what i just realized a second ago people make time for the people that they are currently in alignment with. So, if someone can't make the time, doesn't make the time, or fails to make the time, appreciate them for that. Don't even take it personal, for y'all are out of alignment. And for that little snippet of TikTok, that like that kind of like really spoke to me, because. It's not like, oh, like, oh, I have a friend breakup or whatever like that. It's just like, oh, they're not able to put in the same work and time that I'm able to put into it. And that's not that's not their fault on it. It's just that we currently cannot, they're not putting the time they want to put into the same thing, whether it's a friendship or the work or whatever that is. Usually it's just friendship. It's like, oh, when... 
after a uh, high school ends um, or college ends, you guys go your, go your separate ways and then never speak to each other again or on occasion, maybe a Facebook post or something. But it's like, yeah, that would happen because no one's putting in that work because you don't put in that time. And then one people, one person feels like they're kind of badgering the other person like to stay in their lives and whatever, rather than be like, oh, I kind of, I still want you in my life and uh, I want to put in this work. Do you want to do the same thing? And that's the same thing with relationships. It's like, oh, do you have the current mental and emotional capacity to give attention to someone else? And if it's no, then even if it like, even that upsets me, it's like, okay, I can't, I can't force them to do that because then it's becoming, it's going to be, it's a lost cause. But it's, it's about making time for what matters. And it's hard to understand that fully until you look back on it. It's like, oh yeah, I was, I was successful and did all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Cause like though that's what mattered to you. But then like if your friendships or bonds fall fall off on that, then it's like like for me that like that that feel like a, a lack of success because like if I lose if I got all this fame and power but I lost all my relationships on the way, I wouldn't feel like I'm winning. Cause I wouldn't feel feel right for within me. Because, like, if, if I'm climbing, then I want the people in my life to be climbing as well. And I want them in my support circle for my, in my support system for whatever reason. Because, like, like, if you're going to be there for me, I'm always going to be there for you. And we have each other's back in that way. And I have to understand that, like, maybe I'm just out of alignment currently with them. Maybe another cycle will happen and somewhere down the line will be in a better place and be like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll reconnect and stuff like that. Rather than trying to work on the fumes of limited energy we can put into it. And we just have to kind of keep it moving, keep it pushing and like hope, hopefully we can re reconnect. Cause like I've kind of had that where I've fallen off from the wayside and I've reconnected with some people that I really wanted to connect with. Some people that kept connected out to me but I wasn't putting that time and energy into that not that I was putting it for relationships or whatever romantically over school it was just like I could not sustain that and I'm kind of working on putting that love and intention that like I've like I know one person I still want to keep in my life and we had that kind of talk and then two other people or two or three, four, maybe four other people where I say like, oh, I like that you're in my life right now. And I appreciate that. I was like, and I want to be better friends with you in a way that if something's happened, you can come to me and I can come to you. And we can speak openly without judgment on both our parts. And that's the kind of energy and touch I want to be in the, be that life. Because like I had a situation happen maybe a couple weeks ago where I had a bad interaction with someone and... I called up my friend. I was like, yo, I need to talk to you about this. And uh, I was still working at the time, so I couldn't really talk right there. But like, I was like, but I was like okay, yeah, sure. It was like, oh, do you want to call, text, or whatever? Or video chat. I was like, oh, I just want to call. And we just like essentially just talked about it. And I felt better for that. I was like, I'm glad this person's in my life. And, be, and I can be able to reach out to them in a way that feels constructive. And uh, I feel validated in my feelings of what I'm able to express. Cause, and it's also being able to call someone out on the kind of way they're treating themselves. 
because I had to do that, with, do that with one friend where they were consistently doing the same thing every time we made plans. And it wasn't, it wasn't toward me, no, no heart toward me, but it was like, this feels like something's happening right here because you consistently cancel and then you can, you make up for the next day. And it's like, we just schedule the next day rather than try to make it this Friday every time. So we essentially like, yeah, like, hey, remember I said when I said, like, I want to be better friends with you. And this is what I mean. So I was like, yo, what's going on? And it's like, yo, talk to me. And we had that kind of open dialogue and conversation. And it's like, wow, I was like, I felt better for that because I was able to understand them on a better level and understand what's going on where we need that more than ever. Cause you can't be like, oh, I'm going through something, but I'm not going to talk to anyone about it. And it's like, that's, that's not using, that's not a good way to use your friends in a way that's um, beneficial for you because we're friends. We're going to be there for you. We shouldn't be there to try to change you or fix you. We should be able to say there, I'm just here to listen. Tell me what's going on. Cause I've, I've gone in my own friends and I didn't realize the hurt I was doing to them. Cause I thought I was protecting them from myself and being all closed off. But it was like, no, I was hurting a very close friend where it's like, I wasn't telling them what was happening and they didn't know if I was alive or dead because I was essentially off socials for a while and I wasn't interacting with them. And we could have like, honestly just, they could honestly just ended the friendship right there. And they would have the right to because that kind of emotional, um, not manipulation, but like, that's a drain for you just to be up and worried about someone that you don't know how they are. And they reply back, look at, oh yeah, I'm okay. And, but they don't, tell what's happening and that's that's not good for you because like i had that happen with one friend where it's like i didn't know where, where they were what they were doing and could get in contact with them and until they came back was i was really happy but i was like this feels so freaking drained it's like a stress sigh of relief because that burden was gone like some shit still happened but it was like oh my gosh this is what it feels like to have someone go and my and that's a friend and not like a romantic partner because ghosting is a whole other thing but just be able to have them there and just like tell them tell you what's going on like i, I don't want to keep doing that i brought that up like i don't want to suddenly go ghost in my relationship or somewhere down the line with my significant partner or kids and i'm not able to open up to them about what's happening because that's that's like scary that's like that's like they're people I love and I should want to treat them the way that they would want to be treated and loved and respected in that way even if the news isn't good or or news is bad like we have that kind of responsibility for people that we care about that we say we love we want to be in their lives we want to see them succeed we want to be there when they fail so we can hold them up because we need that we can't all suddenly just do it ourselves and that's kind of what I want to do with my whole self-love, not during just Black History Month, but but just intentionally throughout the year, even on my bad days, be able to be self-compassionate to myself and say like, oh, this is a bad day because of X, Y, and Z, but it's going to it's gonna go past and I'll deal with it. And yeah, so <sighs> here's to my future and what's going to happen. Right? Thanks. Yeah, so thanks for coming to episode two. And uh, hopefully it wasn't too long of a listen. I do want to get it cut down and 
better worked out on how I can make it kind of smaller chunks and parts rather than try to do it all at the same time. But thank you for listening if you got to the end and more is to come. Have a great day. Oh, and hey, if you want to uh, send in your feedback or some comments during the episode, uh, the phone number is attached at the end of the podcast episode, but it's also 614-602-2539.